At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a shh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney you're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney and Minnesota Tim Paratska. And Minnesota Tim, the first round of the restart, the colonial. Invitational, well, it's not the Colonial Invitational. It's the Charles Schwab Challenge is in the books. What did you think? Did you watch it? Yeah, Hank, I, it was, um, I was very entertained. I was very entertained right away, right from the get-go. I mean, probably the most entertaining thing happened um, <laughs> about five seconds into the broadcast, and I was locked in and loaded, and I was not turning the channel. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Is this the John Rom chip in? Yeah, John Rom had this perfect chip from off the green. Um, yeah, which is another rant I got, by the way. I, I, this is this is in one of my notes. So okay, um, that's that's a rant to be said later. Oh, okay, and um, in the background, well, not really in the background. So Jim Nance goes quiet. Nick Faldo goes quiet. Ian Baker Finch goes quiet. Dottie Pepper goes quiet. And Brooks Kepka makes his appearance. <laughs> and he goes, pretty fucking good right there. I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. You got the mics on. Who's wearing the mic anyway? Um, um, none of those players were wearing the mics. They must have had the mics in the hole or something. Oh, jeez. Fowler uh, had the mic and he was the only one. No, oh, well, that, that that mic thing worked out pretty good for the right out of the gate first uh, five seconds into the uh, telecast. Yeah, yeah, no oh, fans, man. baby, no fans. I am all about the no fans. If we're here in, you like the no fans? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I Why? Loved it. What did you like about it? it because so play, weird. Because, because of situations like that, Hank, where when when Kepka said an f bomb. It oh, was you, just, would have, you would have been drowned out by the cheers. Yes, it was just golden. Ah, it okay, was that's golden. And not only did it happen that time, that, well, the only F-bomb happened that time that we got to see, but when Ricky Fowler was, I mean, he was wearing a mic, so that's a little bit different. But even when Justin Thomas was making a putt and he would make comments to Jordan Smith, the microphones were picking all of that up, and it was just... 
it was a beautiful thing to watch. I was entertained more so without fans than I am with them. You know, because you could hear the players. Because I could hear the players. And some of some of the times, it was a whole lot of nothing. But when you hear Ricky Fowler, all he talks about is, is uh, I thought it was going to break. I, I, hit yeah. it at the, I hit it at the right edge. It didn't move. Uh, moved yeah. more than I thought. Moved, you know, and then he gives the arm waivers to the, you know, I mean, every time they miss, they look at the caddy. I mean, what you find that entertaining? Well, not that part. Yeah. <laughs> But in my notes here, I did call Ricky Fowler Mr. Excuses. This is why he's not winning any major championships, Hank. He is Mr. Excuses. And it wasn't just on the putting green. He was hitting iron shots into the water. He had iron, uh, he hit drives out of bounds. And he was blaming the wind. The, oh, the, the wind let up in the midair. It's like, pff, get that crap out of here. <laughs> well, he shot, uh, what did he shoot, three over? Yeah. Yeah. That's not he. He's on my list of guys that uh, need to, you know, make something happen. I mean, I, I understand it's just the first round, but I'm talking about like the whole kind of season. You know, kind of. There's a kind of list I got of guys that need to right the ship, and he he's one of the guys I think that's a little bit on that on that list. Uh, Kepka's on that list. DJ's on that list. Spee's on that list. Justin Rose is on that list. Now he definitely uh, got off to a good start. Seven under par. He's, he's a former uh, winner at Colonial. He knows the course. And hey, I mean, listen, when you haven't had a good year so far, there's more pressure on you when you when you start up again. I mean, it's like players love to win a tournament. You know, if they're guys that are used to winning. I'm just saying, you look at like Justin Thomas, okay? He's won twice. So he's out there just like the whole rest of the year. There's only 10 tournaments to go, 11 tournaments to go, whatever it is. He's already won twice. He's out there just playing with house money, so to speak. But players like Spieth and like Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson's won every year he's been on tour, and he hasn't won this year. So, I mean, you know, the, the, he's got 11 tournaments to do it. You, you got to know that's a streak that, that he doesn't, um, you know, want to see end. And, you know, I mean, he's not even in the FedEx Cup playoffs yet. Kepka, same same thing. I mean, they've got reasons. I mean, they've got, you know, had the injuries. Both of them had knee injuries. I get it. But, you know, they, they've put themselves in a position where they kind of need to, you know, need to make things happen a little bit for sure. I mean, they're they're very confident players. So it's not like it's it's life or death. But it's it's still, I mean, I know they want to do good and and – you know, this is a restart for him, and there's pressure on it, and maybe a little extra pressure on on those guys. Ryder Cup, everything, you know, rah rah Ryder Cup coming up. Yeah, you know, you gotta you, you gotta gotta play up a little bit. These guys got a little. Justin Rose definitely did it. That was a that was a good one. Speed did it. Speed Speed started off a little shaky, well, really shaky, uh, driving it straight right on one. In the trees, ends up bogeying, which, which is the easiest hole in the course, number one, par five. And then he, you know, hangs in there. And because, I mean, he, he couldn't hit a fairway, but then he then he started hitting a few. And then, he, I mean, he really, he played a good round. Yeah, he did play a good round. But there's really one good. reason why I'm not quite buying it. Why? Um, one, because he's so familiar at this golf course and he's had well, good history he, he, That factors in. Every, every, a lot of players play good at, at certain courses. Why? You hold that against them? Nah. I mean, you play you play better at Shadowbrook. Yeah, that's true. When you went to Wazetta <laughs> or Wazeta or whatever you call it, what does that cause play? Wazetta. Wazetta. When you went to Wazetta, you struggled. Yeah, that's true. But, but when you a came back difference. to Shadowbrook, you played the career round of your life. What's the matter with Spieth at Colonial? Can you hold that against him? I'm not holding it against him, but I'm not using it as something to be sold for him. I'm not quite sold on it because it's right. one, 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 it's one single round, not a big deal. One round, whoop-de-doo. But two, he was hitting irons off the tee, Hank. He did not have to use his dryer, driver much at all. Yeah, he's he's his driver's not good. No. Yeah, but well, it's it, it's you know it's, it's courses you know horses for courses. Maybe it's his course. Still got to make putts. Five under is good round. Yeah, really he good. played good. I'm not I'm yeah. not saying he played bad, and I'm not saying this won't be the turnaround. And I'm not push putting this round against him. I'm just not quite sold on him yet. 
You're not, well, I, I wouldn't be. He's got a long way to go. He's got a big hill to climb, but I mean, I, it's a good start. Let's put it yes. that way. Especially after bogey in the first hole. The guy will hang in there, though. He will be, he will compete. I mean, there is, there is no two ways about that. But you're a fan of the no, of the no fans. You liked it. I thought it was yes. really weird. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty weird. You know what my favorite part of the no fans was? <laughs> I was listening, I was listening, uh, to the, uh, radio broadcast on uh, Sirius XM and Dennis Paulson got a kick out of it when uh, Justin or uh, yeah, Justin Thomas made this putt or made hit a shot and he, he acknowledged the fans after his shot. Yeah. He did that a lot. And there were no fans there. Yeah. That was pretty good. That that was uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, oh, you like that? I thought that no, was way too that. obvious. I like the acknowledging the fans that aren't there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was good. I thought that was too obvious of a joke. Like you know, everyone <laughs> well, you knew did, it was, was, was he making a joke? Yeah, I think so. I bet. I bet. I bet the first time he wasn't making a joke, and I bet. The, I bet he. he uh, after that, he, he made the joke to to cover up for the first time that wasn't a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. Yeah, but it, but. I don't know. It's just, course plays harder for sure with no fans. No doubt about it. Players don't get the adrenaline rush. You don't have the fans stopping balls. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's, I think it's easier to see the the targets and the, and the, where you want to hit it when you've got the green surrounded by stands or by people. And I think, I think that part's a little, little bit easier too. Yeah, I think, I think it, it plays a little bit harder. Not you know, not much, but a little bit with 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 uh, no fans. The course played easy though. Here's the thing about you know courses in the south in the summer, and uh, Colonial is a bent grass course, and what bent grass is that's what you have up in Minnesota, Tim. You got it's a it's a cool weather grass. Well, Texas is not a cool weather place. And especially this time of year, as a matter of fact, the next couple of days is supposed to be like 98 every day. It doesn't reach 100 too much in Texas, but it'd be about 98 or 99 pretty much every day. And that's really a Bermuda grass uh, climate. And Bermuda grass, more of a warm weather grass. The problem is, is Dallas is in an area, part of the country, if you, you know, if you look, look where it is, it, it's... It's kind of like not cool enough for bent grass, and it's it's kind of not warm enough, long enough for Bermuda grass. So the golf courses t- tend to always be in transition. It's like uh, in the winter, the Bermuda grass goes dormant, and then in the spring, the Bermuda grass is coming out of dormancy, and it's going to be a little bit thin. And then by the summer, it's really good. If you have bent grass greens, they're good in the winter, but they're they struggle in the summer. So they have to keep the the greens cool to withstand the summer heat. At Colonial, they have fans up on every single hole, like big, huge, like like you'd see like a warehouse fan, and they have them up on stands, and they blow on the greens to create air movement because this golf course has a lot of trees and stuck right in there against the, the Trinity River. And you, you don't have much much air movement. So they have these big fans set up on all the greens. Now, obviously, these fans make a lot of noise. And they're not the greatest looking items in the world. And when they're blowing on you, you know, and you're standing on the green and it's noisy, it's like you're, you're standing in front of an like, airplane. I mean, it's just, it's annoying. Well, for the tournament, obviously, they take the fans out. They're, they're not there. So you, you didn't see them. They'll be right up on, on Monday when the tournament's over. They'll put those fans back up. And they have them at a few, the few courses that have bent grass greens have to have fans around the greens. Now, some, some courses just have holes where there's maybe a little problem. And then other courses have the fans like up on every single hole like Colonial does. Uh, so no fans. They got to keep the grass cool. And the way you keep the grass cool is you 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 water it. And, and as a result, the greens are a lot softer this week. I didn't really take this into account when I was thinking about how the course was going to play. The greens were a lot softer 
when they played the first round than they would have been had the tournament been played, you know, three weeks ago or so. The greens would have been firmer and faster. So the greens are in really good shape, uh, soft, very receptive to shots. And that's the reason why, you know, that and no wind. Uh, that's in the spring, it's really windy in Texas. And in the summer, when you'd like there to be some wind, there's generally no wind. Now, they had big wind for the practice rounds, no wind on the first round. Likelihood is, is that it probably won't be much wind. And you'll have soft greens and you'll have low scores. That's what you'll have. So anyway, little agronomy lesson there since you're a superintendent over there. It's got to work <laughs> assistant superintendent. You did air fray the greens one time, didn't you? Yeah, Actually, I did. you, you drug the mats on across them. Yeah, well, same thing. Yeah, Same thing. Sort we of, like sort to over-exaggerate a little bit on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. All right, let's take a break. Uh, hear from our sponsors, um, and we'll be, uh, we'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time, with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Tim, you're a big fan of the No Fans. Uh, what did you think about the broadcast? How do you like that? Well, you usually like to do some broadcast critiquing. It was a little weird, wasn't it? Yeah, the broadcast was a little weird. Um, so but, weird. But um, to be fair, it is a very complicated broadcast. Why? So, why? Why? Why does... Explain to me... I don't understand. I'm sure there's a logical reason. Maybe the logical reason is, I don't know what the logical reason is. Maybe, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but explain to me why Nick Faldo is not there with Jim Nance. Is that so those guys, because those guys could be six feet apart in a booth together. Where, okay, Nick Faldo's in a studio somewhere, okay? Yep. He's, he, he's just as close to somebody in a studio as he'd be to, Nick, to, to Jim Nance in Fort Worth. I don't get it. Explain it to me. Yeah, that's a good question. 
I, I never even thought of it. I, that I don't understand. It's just it's so. St- I mean, I, honestly, you could have Jim Nance and Nick Faldo uh, call the whole thing. I mean, Jim Nance is a is a pro's pro. I mean, he's as good as he gets. I mean, he does basketball. He does football. He does. You could you could have Jim Nance. Calling the whole thing with Nick Fowler. You could have two people there and it would be just fine. But I don't understand why they have what the logic is, why they have one person there. Why is Jim Nance the only one there? And then you got two people on the course, you got Dottie and uh, Immelman. And then you got Ian Baker, Finch, and Nabilo are back in, in Orlando at the studio or somewhere where Faldo is. And, and like at one point, you know, Ian Baker Finch comes on. He goes, "Here, I'm here, here at the here at the ninth. Well, he's not the ninth. He's in Orlando." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just I don't get it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know it. the complexity of where the guys are in Orlando and why they're not in Fort Worth. Um, I don't think they. I don't think they necessarily have to be. As a matter of fact, why are they ever in Fort Worth? Why do they ever need to be in Fort Worth? I mean, why don't, why don't they just stay in the studio all the time? Just call from the studio. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't understand why Nick Faldo's not with with uh, with uh, Jim Nance. I don't get it. <laughs> How about Nick Faldo's opening monologue? Did you catch it? Yes, I watched it. Did you catch the one line on the opening monologue? Because the first thing when he got you know he, they put him on there, he's got a picture of Colonial behind him. He's in the studio and and he's uh, he, he, you know Jim Nance, you know, hey, how you doing? And then Nick Fellow starts talking a little bit. Okay. Did you catch what he said? I couldn't tell you what he said, but I definitely okay. Here's watched what he it. said. He, it, this is one line. He said he talked about you know being off for ninety days. That he was on the call with Terry Gannon. When in the first round of the TPC, yeah, when, players, when it, yeah. it got canceled and we went into this 91 day break. And then he says, it's been a weird and wonderful time. I mean, I'm not, I don't mean to pick on him. Okay. But you got plenty of time to think about what you're going to say on those things. You know, it's not a spur of the moment. You're not caught off guard. You know, you know that, Jim Nance is going to go to you and then you're going to, you know, give some deal. You know, it's, 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 you know, the, the COVID crisis has been just, you know, uh, it, it, you know, my, our, my heart goes out to everyone who's suffered from it. And, it, and, you know, it's nice that we're, we're back playing golf and maybe it gives people something to do and watch golf and, and just a little re- return to normalcy or I, I don't know, say anything. Okay. But, but it's been a weird and wonderful time. What's been wonderful about this so far? Explain to me that. <laughs> uh, nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't hanging know. out at home with your, with you know, maybe wonderful is hanging out at home with your children. Okay. But I mean, okay. So say that, say, you know, say, you know, I, I got, you know, the, it's been a terrible, you know, the pandemic's been just awful and it's cost people's lives and, and, you know, and jobs and, you know, there's, there's, you can pick on so many things of why it's been just a disaster and why it's been awful and why it's, it's, it's been horrible. You know, you know, one great, one bright point is, is that I have got to, you know, spend time at home with my family, like I'm sure you know, a lot of us have, but, you know, it's great to be back at work, something like that. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just a weird and wonderful time. I'm like, hmm. oh my God. <laughs> I'm like I'm like a weird and wonderful time. What really? Yeah, yeah. But to talk about the Horrible. broadcast, though. Okay, let's if, talk about the broadcast. Okay, so you you asked my thoughts about the broadcast, and this isn't just this broadcast. This is something that I've always noticed, but it really stood out today. So um, they mentioned it on John Rom's chip, and then Brooks Kepka's f bomb came. Yeah, on the same hole, Kepka put it in the bunker, and what the announcer says. Um, when he saw Rom's chip or uh, Rom shot going into the rough and Kepka shot going into the bunker, they said, "Oh, 
These guys have impossible shots. They yeah. will be lucky to be within six feet of the pin. Right. And what do they do? They put it within two inches and it's a tap in par. Well, Rom yeah. made the shot. So the the way they overhype these difficult shots that these PGA Tour players face, that has to be one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And if, if you're announcing, one of the, the first things you realize never to do is ever say something like that because they are so good. You know, I mean, what what they what the announcer really means to say is is that if I had this shot or you had this shot, everybody who's watching at home, this would be a very very difficult shot. And you'd be lucky or we'd be lucky or I'd be lucky to get it inside of 20 feet. But these these players are different. I mean, they're, they're, the, they're the best in the world. And I'm like, unless somebody is, is hitting off of a downhill lie to an uphill green with a rock-hard green sloping away from you. And, and, and by the way, none of those things were in play today you know, or yesterday at Colonial. They weren't. And the greens were soft as all get out. And the players are great. So for them to have no chance, I mean, I don't know where, with greens that soft, I don't think no chance existed out there. Because it's, it's, it's stupid, you know. It, it, but yeah, good point that you brought up. Good point. Yeah, and it was actually funny. There was a situation on the back nine somewhere. It's a part. Oh, it was. Uh, well, no, that's not the hole. Um, Kepka put the ball off the tee as a par three into the bunker, okay. and it might have been Ian Baker, Finch, or Nick Feldo. They said um, from the studio, "Oh, Kepka's going to have to chip out of this sideways. There's no way he's going to get this near the green." Well, Dottie Pepper's following the group, and she quickly corrects them and says, "Guys." The greens are soft. He's going to be able to get it close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good correction. It was pretty good correction. I enjoyed that. Anyway, yeah. It's it's weird, though. Um, the tournament's on the golf channel. But they got all, but it's on CBS on Saturday and Sunday. So they have all CBS announcers with the NBC golf channel logo up there. It's just, it's a, I guess they're all just, sharing everything now or something i don't know it's, it's weird it's really weird i guess that's a way that that this is more of the covid because usually what they do like usually on and jim nance doesn't work thursdays that's what that's what was weird about watching the telecast to me yeah usually it's golf channel announcers on thursday and friday See, Faldo works for both, but but it's usually golf channel announcers on Thursday and Friday. And Jim Nance doing Thursday was weird. That was another thing. I, I, was, I was thinking to myself, what's what's weird about this? That was another thing that was weird. All right, we'll talk. Let's, we'll talk about some of the rounds and uh, my, uh, how my uh, my my bets are looking uh, when when we come back. Let me rem- remind everybody of the opportunity you have to try Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. Got a lot of people have been taking me up on this offer. Free two-week supply. If you haven't tried the product and you've got any kind of aches and pains, muscle pain, arthritis pain, shoulder, back, hip, whatever whatever it might be, give it a try. And I offer this free two-week supply because I know if you try the product, you're going to get great results and you're going to end up being a customer because that that's just I just I I look at these orders every day and I see everybody who tries it out and then I see you know a couple weeks later they're you know back ordering ordering again so if you you've heard me talk about voodoo pain relief cream and you haven't tried it out now's your chance go to voodoo and check that out we'll be right back on the Hank any podcast 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Tim. So my uh, my bets are looking pretty good. I had uh, Bryson DeChambeau over uh, Webb Simpson. DeChambeau shot five under. Simpson shot three over. I'm looking good there, bud. Yeah. Uh, John Rahm and Roy McIlroy. Rahm one under. Uh, Rory two under. Yeah, I'm, I'm still looking okay there. I'm gonna, you know, You're in the ballpark. Good. You're in the ballpark. In the ballpark. Uh, I had Spieth and a big upset over uh, Justin Rose, which was a really out on a limber. Not looking good there. Rose was in at seven under, and Spieth was one over after one. But Spieth came roaring back, finished five under. So I still, I'm still got a chance there. Yeah, you're in the ballpark there as well. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Reed over Ricky Fowler. Patrick Reed two under. Ricky Fowler three over. That's a bad round for Ricky Fowler. Mm. All right. I'm looking great there. And uh, Kepka and Justin Thomas. I took Justin Thomas a six under. I kept a two under. This could be my week. I could, I could, I could maybe uh, have a really good week here. Feeling pretty good about this right now. Yeah, the uh, the um, the shutdown was wonderful for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm batting about five hundred for the year. Is about all I am. So this is going to put me above. And then the last uh, eleven tournaments or whatever, I'm gonna I'm gonna take off on a run. I can just I can feel I can feel it happening now. I'm like gonna I just. You know, I get that feeling. You know, you know the great predictor Steve Johnson gets that feeling. I'm getting that. I'm getting that feeling a little bit. <laughs> I think the tournament director stole the great predictor's magic eight ball. Oh my gosh! What did you? What did you? What did he say? Now he he was talking. I I heard him being interviewed on the uh, radio. It was like, I'm like really? I mean, what what did he say? So he was um so. Art Strickland is reporting this, uh, and I'm reading yeah. this on jeffshackford.com, as I'm sure you did as well. Uh, Art Strickland is one of the great guys in, in golf. He's a, a local uh, Dallas golf writer and uh, really, really good guy. I've known Art for, for a long, long time. So I saw he did, he did uh, quote the tournament director. 
in yeah. an uh, article somewhere. Yeah, so the tournament director of the Charles Schwab Challenge, he um, he said, it won't be the best ever in golf because we don't have Tiger, and he's referencing the ratings, because we don't have Tiger in the field, and he drives everything. But I think we'll do a six or higher. <laughs> if we had Tiger Woods, we would do a 10. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, first off, t- Tim, first off, the golf channel's in about 100,000 homes or something. I mean, there ain't going to be no sixes on the golf channel. But anyway, okay, maybe CBS, I don't know, on, on Saturday and Sunday, but I still don't think so. Well, how, what would they have to do to do a six? Uh, the 2019 Masters got a 6.9 rating. Okay. Oh, well, that could be an East six at Colonial. I mean, it'll be nice. There'll be, there'll be a lot. I think there'll be people watching – but I, I, I don't. I think golf has its audience, and I think it's a very, very loyal audience. I just, I don't think you do big numbers unless you draw sports fans. And I don't think people that are dying, you know, that are like, like missing baseball right now, are. You know, they well, let's just watch some golf. I don't know. I, yeah. This is my thought. Maybe, maybe it will. Maybe it'll be great. I hope it is. I mean, I, I, I'm not, you know, I just, I, I, golf has a great audience, has a loyal audience. It has an audience that sponsors love because they're, they're affluent and they spend money. And, you know, it, it's, it's an audience that, that, you know, people, especially people who sell, you know, high end products like to get to. But I, I just don't I don't see how it, you know the, the the ratings are going to be double or triple what they normally are. I just I, I don't see. I might be wrong. We'll see. I yeah, find out. I mean, for reference here, the PGA last year did a three point three, the U.S. Open did a four point four, and the British Open did a two point five. And the director said he was hoping for a six or higher. Okay, well, he, I hope he's not disappointed. I also <laughs> heard him talk about uh, the. You know, they were asking him about how, you know, you're not going to have a gallery. You're not going to have corporate tents. Uh, you know, what what do you what do you do about the lost revenue? And, and his answer was, if you got any suggestions, let me know. You know, I mean, they basically just said we're doing the best we can do. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's a hit for sure, but it is nice to be back. And it's nice. It was, everybody was enthused. They were enthused on the radio. They're enthused on the TV. You know, it was it was it was good to, good to see it, see him out there. And I and and I, I tell you one thing, I really liked. This is what this was on my list of things I really liked. The PGA Tour used to do this deal where they grouped all their players into categories, and one category was tournament winners. Everybody who's a tournament winner got grouped into a category, and then they had. Another group of like, I don't know, uh, I don't know what it was. Non non tournament winner, but top hundred player or something. I, I don't know exactly what their groups are, but they had like three different groups. And then the the third group is like rookies and you know uh, retreads and you know whatever. Okay, and guys, nobody knows. So they had those three groups, and they. Pair all the the rookies together, and the re, and the rookies go with some of the retreads, and then they pair all the winners, tournament winners together, and they pick them out. They just randomly pick them out of a hat. This is what they always said they did. Well, they've changed all that. Now they were kind of gradually changed, but they totally changed it because I mean they had the best three players in the world playing together, and that's a that's a good thing. I mean that that other system is stupid. People don't want to watch those people. They want to see the best players. Put them together. Make it easy for people. And make it easier for TV too. Especially the the, the you know the first couple rounds. I, mean, I don't I don't I don't you know they had Rory, Rahm, and, and Kepka together. It's great. Right. And that's how they make more money, Hank, because then they can sell that as a featured group for PGA Tour Live. No, they they well they they, they yeah, but they, what they used to have on uh, featured groups was they have they'd have one of those guys, they'd have like Kepka. Playing with two guys you don't want to watch, and then they call that a feature group. Now it's a real feature group. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think that's a big, that's a great change. 
I like that part a lot. Put that on the list of things I like, for sure. Okay? Okay. I'll tell you what else I like. Tom Lehman. How about Tom Lehman? <laughs> yeah, did baby. Steve, did Steve Johnson, was Steve Johnson not ragging on him being in the tournament? He was ragging on six guys. He was ragging on okay. Olin Brown, Bernard Langer, David Frost, Clear, uh, Keith Clearwater, um, Tom Lehman, and then there was one more. Um, I can't remember that last one. He, there were six guys. Okay, and he well, was he just got most of them, them right. Yeah. Olin Brown, I think that was the other one. I don't think I mentioned him yet. No, you did. Uh, oh, okay, did. well, Olin Brown's a past winner at Colonial. So if you're a past winner, you get an Olin Brown plus four. I, um, Keith Clearwater plus six. David Frost plus seven. Not good. Uh, Tom Lehman, five under par. Yeah, baby. 61 years old. Lowest score. Shot by somebody uh, like 61 years old or older. Lowest score shot by uh, any player that age on the PGA Tour since 1980. Pretty good. Do you know where he's from? (laughs) Of course I know where he's from. Minnesota. The great state of Minnesota. The great state of Minnesota, yeah. The great state of Minnesota. No doubt about that. That is a great state. Uh, yeah, Tom Lehman, and uh, he—I he, didn't know this. I heard, I, I learned this on on the uh, when I was listening to the uh, broadcast. He's he, he was uh, Player of the Year on the Corn Ferry. It used to be the Ben Hogan Tour, but when, when he was Player of the Year, it was the Ben Hogan Tour. But it's a Corn Ferry now. He was player of the year on the PGA Tour, and he was player of the year on the Champions Tour. That's pretty good. Yeah. One, he was a former number one. He was number one in the world for like one week. I don't care if it's one week or one minute. That's a pretty good honor. He, he's, he's one of the really, really good guys in golf and clearly a, a great, great player. Great player, one time, one time major winner, won the uh, Open Championship, British Open. Yeah, but sixty-five, kind of course he could play. No wind, not a long course. You know, he's not short hitter, but he is by the standards of today's great players. But he's playing on at Colonial, and he's a past champion there. Knows how to play the course. He's got his son on the bag. His son's an aspiring touring pro. And he really, really playing. I think one of the main reasons it sounded like he was playing was to give his son some experience out there watching. And the the thing that he he mentioned in his uh, interview was he mentioned that it was great that his son could see all these top players and how hard they worked. Uh, and, and you know, and what's interesting is is that when he was saying that, I, I'm thinking. I don't think players on the PG Tour work that hard at tournaments, to be honest with you. They save themselves more for the rounds. Where PG Tour players really, really work hard is off and off weeks. I mean, that's when the guys worked hard. And I don't know if they, they, you know, work as hard as they used to. I just know that when I, you know, was with Mark O'Meara back in the day, I mean, nobody, nobody would outwork Mark O'Meara. I mean, VJ Singh and Mark O'Meara, those are the two guys that would, would work the hardest. But uh, Mark was, was an, just a tireless worker, always, always worked. And Tiger, if you count his time in the gym, he worked, worked really, really hard too. He spent an enormous amount of time in the gym. But it was it was interesting that Tom Lehman pointed out. The other interview that I saw that I loved was uh, it was it, I don't know if you caught this one. It was this was on Sirius XM too. I was in my car for a while, so I was listening to Sirius XM. Then I watched the, the tournament when I got home. Uh, we talked about Gary Woodland and uh, his blister for about five minutes. Had a blister. Oh, okay. Yeah, just in case you wanted to know that. <laughs> All right. He had a blister on his hand. Uh, he'd been playing great at home, but he had a blister. 
So he adjusted his grip. I couldn't ima- I, I couldn't believe this, but because of his blister on his hand, and Dennis Paulson pointed out it was a good point. He said, you know, guys build up calluses. They got a lot of calluses on their hands from all the practicing they're doing. But you lay off for, you know, three months, or I, I don't know how long the guys laid off for before they started really practicing again, but I mean, it was some amount of time and, pro- and probably more than they've ever laid off. And your calluses go away. You know, right now, I mean, I've had calluses on my hands forever. And I, you know, with, with all my back surgeries and my knee surgeries and everything, I mean, I, I, I like hardly have any calluses for the first time ever. Yeah, I can remember on my on my hands. Well, Gary Woodland must have, you know, his calluses must have gone away and he got a blister. So what he did was to combat the fact that he had the blister, he changed his grip a little bit, which I thought was really interesting and weird that he would do that. I mean, I'm like, why would he do that? I mean, just wrap some more tape around it or do something, but to change your grip. I mean, that's going to change your whole swing. So he said he went like the first five holes with a weaker grip. And then after five, he wasn't hitting it good. And he said after five holes, he went back to his normal grip. He had adjusted his grip because of his blister. And he went back to his normal grip and then he started hitting it great. And then he ended up, you know, playing really, really good the rest of the rest of the way. Uh, so the lesson there is, Tim, is if you get a blister, you got to just fight through it. Suck it up. Or lose 25 pounds like Gary Woodland did. Well, and lose twenty five pounds because he did lose twenty five pounds. He's uh, and he, we talked about then the next five minutes. We talked about that hmm. was the, uh, the the weight loss. He ate better. He worked out, um, and he's twenty five pounds down. Uh, uh, DeChambeau looks like he's twenty five pounds up. <laughs> <laughs> what's he? What's he doing? I don't know. You got any idea? He's looking. He's trying to make the NFL. I guess I don't know. He's he looks like he could do it. He looks like Brian Urlacher. They said that on the telecast, and he does. <laughs> he's size large, isn't he? Yeah. He's killing it, though. Yeah, he was crushing it. I mean, he is like sending it. He, he, they just have a couple driving distance holes, but for the first round, he was at three forty-five. Seriously. I mean, he is just like unloading on that thing. He's a weird dude, man. When, when, when I wonder how he came up with this idea that he should gain like all this weight. I mean, he's a big fellow right now. Wow. I, what, what do you what do you bet? Sometime, what, what do you bet? Sometime in his career, we we he, he drops fifty too. <laughs> pretty, I would say that's pretty likely. You think so? Yes. I think so too. I think I think there'll be some point when he decides to bag the the uh, the beefing up, and he goes with and he goes with the slimming down. Or you think he'll stay like this his whole career? What do you think? I I think he gets back down again. He needs to take a new new uh, shot pitcher for the uh, PGA dot uh, com because he looks a lot different now. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, it definitely looks different. All right, well, okay, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching uh, round two and round three and four and uh, seeing how my bets go. Um, I'll have some notes for you. And you're going you're gonna to be dialed in. You just want to hear what everybody's saying, huh? About what? I don't know. Whatever they're saying, the, the conversations they're having. You, you oh, like yeah. that part no of fans. it. That's the part yeah. you liked, huh? Yeah, no fans. What do you think about the guys micing up? They're I not love micing it. up. Love it. Mic them up. Why wouldn't they mic up? Mic them up. Why do you think the guys don't want to be mic'd up? I don't know because they're private. I I think that you know why they. I think there's one reason why they don't want to be mic'd up because they're scared they're going to slip uh, with an f bomb or a swear word. Mm-hmm. I think that's why. Yeah, probably. Well, Kepka slipped already, so. Yeah, I think that's the main reason. I think that's the that's the deal. I, I I can't understand you know any any other reason, but it's interesting. What what were the odds of it? I, and I told you who was going to be mic'd up. I told you Ricky Fowler would be mic'd up. Yeah, Phil's not mic'd up yet though. Why isn't he mic'd up? I don't know. What did he shoot round one? By the way, he shot uh, one under par, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. He bogeyed the last few. He hit, hit it in the water in the last hole. Maybe bogey. 
you know, great, mm-hmm. great up and in to, to uh, save Bogey there. All right. Well, I think I think Spieth's gonna gonna uh, maybe play a little. Uh, Rory, I'm sure will come with something. Uh, Kepka, I don't know. Two under. You know. All right. We'll see what he does. But uh, I'm sure Justin Rose off to a good start. He'll be in the tournament now. He's he's got himself in there. Him and Harold Varner the third. They're right there. You play around like that, it's pretty hard to play yourself out of the tournament. You're you're pretty much guaranteed you're going to be in there for a while. And Justin Thomas looks tough too. Yep. All right. Well, good stuff. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll follow it and we'll uh, have the the uh, the big recap on uh, on Monday, right? Yes, sir. All right, bud. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you being with me. Uh, good stuff. Uh, make sure everybody remembers that if you go to HaneyUniversity.com and subscribe and it doesn't cost anything, you will get my free tips when we start sending them out, which will be happening very, very soon. You can also find my new book there, How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime. And... Uh, Follow me on Twitter, at Hank Haney. Follow Tim on Twitter, at uh, Tim Parachka. Email us at hankhaneygolfatoutlook.com. If you are on my website, Haney University, and you are ordering your push cart, which is like the only place you can get one because they're totally sold out everywhere. We've got the greatest push cart, the quick fold push cart. And if you ordered one, it is on its way. I promise you. It is on its way. So if anybody's listening and they're waiting for their push card, it is on its way. Uh, also, please make sure you hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or your Apple Podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts, and we will be there every day on the Hank Any Podcast. Hope everybody has a good day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Hank Any Podcast. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.